Welcome back to Devotional Thoughts with Pastor Dave Rogers from the Y Milbank Podcast Studio in Milbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg. Um, and we are in the middle of uh, a little bit of a dive into love and what it means uh, for real. Um, and we are closer. Today's the 11th um, of February, just a couple days away from the day that America celebrates love. <laughs> and uh, we, we just wanted to have a little insight in it. So uh, part two, uh, Pastor Dave, welcome back into the show. Thank you, Craig. It's um, good to be back. <laughs> give us a little recap of what we uh, heard last week. Well, what I shared last week was uh, just a look at, at love, understanding that we probably don't have a very good uh, grip on it as, mm-hmm. as a culture. Uh, much of what we celebrate in, in the name of love is uh, the celebration of, of the sexual aspect of love. Mm-hmm. It's all about the feeling, uh, and it's not based upon an understanding of the commitment Right. Uh, that love is. You know, when I think about love, I'm reminded of uh, a couple I had in one of my congregations years <laughs> ago. Uh, when I went to the church uh, the first day I uh, in the office, I was told by the secretary that uh, we had a, a member who was a resident at the care facility. And I went down to the care facility to meet, uh, to meet this this person. It was an elderly woman. And as I walked into the facility, I, I met uh, her and her husband. Uh, I had recognized him from having been in the service the day before. But uh, uh, he wheeled her over to me in her wheelchair, and he introduced me to her. And I realized that she suffered from uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, and had no grasp, uh, she sa- or he said to her, this is our new pastor, and introduced me as uh, Pastor Dave, and and her response was emotionless and flat, oh, you know, and, and uh, I had the privilege then of, of being their pastor uh, for four years before she passed away. And I saw love demonstrated at a level I never mm. understood until that point in time. You know, oftentimes you, you look at old folks, and I, I was guilty of this when I was younger. I, I looked at old folks, and I thought, you know, uh, the bloom is definitely <laughs> off the rose, uh, so to speak. You know, I, I wonder what they saw, you know, in, right. in that person. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, I've come to understand that physical beauty mm-hmm. fades, mm-hmm. but it's only through the long haul of life and the commitment yeah. that, that you find the inner beauty, and that inner beauty uh, far exceeds the outer beauty. Mm-hmm. And with this couple, I watched this gentleman for four years uh, when she uh, was on a continual decline because of Alzheimer's. Uh, four years every day he was there in the morning to get her up, to get her dressed, to feed her breakfast, would spend the morning with her, would put her down after lunch for a nap. He would go take care of his personal business, try to get a little rest himself. He would go back at the end of the day to have uh, supper with her. 
and uh, then he would put her to bed at night, and then he would go home. And that's what he did seven days a week. Wow. Uh, and he served her. I was, I was very fortunate to be with him uh, the last night that she mm-hmm. was here on the earth before she, she went to her reward. And I witnessed such tenderness, such compassion, and such love that it moved me to tears. And, and I realized that as a young person, and at that point I was in my 30s, I was so shallow in my relationship mm-hmm. with, with my mate. Uh, and we've grown over the years, which is the natural process. Yeah. But it's it's the result of commitment, and that commitment will take you through the good times and the bad times. And so I had uh, last week shared that love is, and I'd challenge the listener to finish that without going to 1 Corinthians 13, <laughs> but to give us a, a, an, an adjective, love is what? And I had shared that it's intentional, it's sacrificial, it's unconditional, and it's inseparable. Uh, today, I want us to finish this by looking at love is, only this time we are going <laughs> to look at 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. 13, because this is, is the best definition of love uh, that we find for our relationship with each other. Again, I come down to the point that love is a commitment. It's not a feeling. Yeah. Love is is in it for the long haul it's not in it for what's what's for me mm-hmm. and so as we look at this uh we find that love is motivational and uh, i am compelled to be a better person when i look at these characteristics that the apostle paul listened or listed for the church uh at corinth and uh i would challenge the listeners today uh to uh, read through these qualities here, the characteristics of love, and understand, I, I had referenced last week that uh, the Greek has four different uh, words for love, eros, which is the physical or sexual love, uh, storge, which is the familial love, uh, the love that you have for your parents, mm-hmm. the love that a parent has instinctively for their child, uh, Phileo, which is the love that uh, we have for our friends, and then agape, which is the highest quality of love, God's love for us, and the character of love that uh, seeks the other person's highest good and doesn't count the cost that is paid, Mm -hmm. too great a price to pay. And, And this is what the Apostle Paul unfolds to us in this passage here. Love is essential in our life, not just in our relationship, but in our life. We should be loving people. And and so the Apostle Paul challenges the people at Corinth, uh, the recipients of this letter, uh, to bring love into the daily expression of their life. Let me read uh, the first eight verses of 1 Corinthians 13. And again, I'm reading out of the living uh, paraphrase. He says, if I have the gift of being able to speak in other languages without learning them and can speak in every language there is in all of heaven and earth, but didn't love others, I would only be making noise. If I had the gift of prophecy and knew all about what is going to happen in the future, knew everything about everything, but didn't love others, what good would it do? 
even if I have the gift of faith so that I can speak to a mountain and make it move, I would still be worth nothing at all without love. If I gave everything I have to the poor, and if I were burned alive for preaching the gospel but didn't love others, it would be of no value whatever. Love is very patient and kind. You're never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly ever notice when others do it wrong. It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. If you love someone, you will be loyal to him, no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him, always expect the best of him, and always stand your ground in defending him. All the special gifts and powers from God will someday come to an end, but love goes on forever. Someday prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge, this gift, will disappear. Mm. That lays out a, a very compelling uh, mm-hmm. list of, of qualities for us to pursue yeah. uh, in our love. I had the privilege over the, the four-plus decades of ministry to uh, deal with young couples as they were preparing for marriage, doing premarital counseling. Uh, I also had the privilege of doing marriage counseling with uh, uh, some of the parishioners and members of the communities that I served. And uh, uh, I was always amazed at how, how they would fail to recognize the importance of these characteristics in loving one another uh, and how selfish we tend to become, you know, when we've got some skin in the game, so to speak, <laughs> uh, and and we we forget these qualities that we are called to bring to bear in our daily life, mm-hmm. not just in our, our romantic relationships. And so uh, we should be motivated by these characteristics uh, as we, we are called to be loving people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the it's the testimony. How do people even know that we are, are Christ followers, that we are Christians? If we love one another, the scripture says, right. it testifies that, that we are believers. And so uh, I would encourage the folks to uh, to pursue these things wholeheartedly. I'm reminded of a, a young couple that I counseled briefly. Uh, they came to me for premarital counseling and uh, the first visit that they would come in, I would lay out my expectations and and uh, what was going to happen through the process of counseling, and then I would administer to them a uh, a tool, which was a personality profiling tool mm-hmm. uh, that I would use to uh, discern where their strengths of relationship were, look for areas of incompatibility and what have you. So that just and, helps give you a baseline. Yeah, it, it, it strips away all of the, the veneer and helps yep. me see uh, deeper than most people were willing to, to let me see in, mm-hmm. in a, a brief conversation. Well, they came in that first time, and, and they were arguing. And uh, That's a good start. That's, that's a great start. <laughs> they came to me for the second session, and they were arguing again. 
uh, and uh, we had to spend a little time uh, being a peacemaker and, and what have you. They came in the third time, and, and she stormed into my office uh, and sat, and I had a, a love seat in my office that uh, I would encourage couples to sit on side by side, and and uh, <laughs> as we would go through uh, wedding preparation and planning, mm-hmm. you know, I just wanted that closeness there, and uh, was always, of course, reading body language. And here they came in, and she plopped down on that love seat, and he took one of the uh, other seats in the office and sat across the room from her. And uh, she turned to me and she says, well, you tell him that he's being unreasonable and that he just needs to get over it and grow up. And <laughs> I, I said, well, what is happening here? Help me understand what, what we're talking about. She says, I wanted to go out last night and go dancing, and he didn't want to go. And so I went without him. And I danced until 4 o'clock this morning, and he was upset when I came home and there were flowers in the car from the guy that I was dancing with. And I think that he's being unreasonable, and he just needs to grow up and get over it. Well, I immediately began to roll through these characteristics Mm -hmm. of love, and, and I realized that they weren't even close, (laughs) (laughs) you know. And I, I looked at him, and this was the only time in, in all of the counseling that I did that I ever did this. But I looked at him, and I said, young man, I want you to listen to me, and I want you to listen to me very carefully. If I were you, I would get up right <laughs> now, and I would run out that door, and I wouldn't look back, run, run far, run fast. Wow. A big grin came across his head because, or across his uh-huh. face. He was just looking. He knew in his heart this wasn't right, mm-hmm. that they weren't ready for marriage, uh, that, that they weren't ready to make any level of commitment to each other. She had demonstrated that yeah. by violating yeah, their engagement, <laughs> you know, and, and going out and mm-hmm. doing what she did. And he grinned. He got up and he said, thank you. And he ran out, physically ran out the office door, jumped in the car, and drove away. She had to summon her sister to come and get her (laughs) and to take her home. And uh, long story short, they separated and went different ways. Mm -hmm. They weren't ready. They weren't motivated to pursue the other person's highest good Mm. and deny themselves. And so we need to understand that love is motivational we need to be motivated to pursue the very best for the other person we also understand that love is relational Mm -hmm. we don't love in a vacuum and when we think of love let's take it out of the romantic arena and bring it into the life arena as a whole the apostle paul speaking to the church at at philippi was encouraging the believers there, and and he said to them, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if there is any comfort of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Mm. We, We don't love in isolation. We love in relationship. Yeah. 
And, and again, I come back to the, the quality of commitment. We don't always agree in relationship, but we can agree to disagree and love mm-hmm. will carry the day. Uh, we, have, we have witnessed, sadly, in our society uh, a tendency to disagree without love. Yeah. And there's no fellowship of spirit. There's no oneness or commonality mm-hmm. in Christ. Uh, if you don't see things my way, then you are my enemy, my yeah. sworn enemy. And and we we have nothing to do with each other. That's contrary mm-hmm. uh, to to the call of love, because love is relational. You know, I would like to say over the years that my wife and I have seen eye to eye on every situation and that we've never had a disagreement. But if I were to do so, I would be lying to you. Uh, She is uh, a very strong person, has very strong opinions, and expresses them freely. And I'm also a a very strong person. (laughs) I have very strong opinions. And I also very freely (laughs) express them. And uh, we have uh, worked together on that. But there's a dynamic of relationship that Mm -hmm. that it it speaks of in Isaiah that iron sharpens iron. And and dealing with people who disagree with you, it it sharpens your, your perspective but if you approach it with love, you also have to see their perspective. Right. You have to listen yeah. and actively engage them, not demanding your own way, but with an openness of heart and mind uh, to grow through mm. the circumstance. And so love is very relational, and we need that in our world today. Yeah, especially today. Especially today. There are, are three other uh, characteristics of love when I say love is uh, love is also the fulfillment of the law mm. uh, when we understand this uh, we cannot accept lovelessness in our life especially coming from our life mm. uh, toward other people Jesus said in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, speaking to the one who asked him what is the greatest commandment mm-hmm. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul, with all of your mind. In other words, your whole being needs to love the Lord. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Loving God and loving man is the call Mm -hmm. for the church. We need to be the standard setters in this. Uh, sadly, what I often see in, in the church's relationship with the, the world in which we live, a them and us attitude, yeah. you know, and uh, we, we need to love them, mm-hmm. even as Christ loved us. And he loved us not because we were so lovable. He loved us because he had a great redemptive plan for mm-hmm. us. And so it is the fulfillment of the law. Secondly, love is the evidence that you are a follower of Christ. In 1 John 3.16, John wrote to the church and said, By this we know love because he laid down his life for us. No question about the fact. Jesus loved us. He died for us. And he says there's no greater love than this, than a man lay down Mm -hmm. his life for another. And that's exactly 
what he did for us. And he says, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts his heart from him, how does the love of God abide mm, in him? Right. I, I believe that Christians should be the most generous people there are. Yeah. Uh, we should be carrying uh, the standard of philanthropy in the world today. And uh, I believe that that's a call for us. He goes on to say in verse 18 and following, My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments to do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. It's the evidence of our relationship. That's not a passage that's taught on much. (laughs) No. No, that's, that's fantastic. But but what we see and, and understanding there is another perspective. There are many who will take that passage that the Apostle Paul gave to uh, the church at Corinth, come out from among them and be separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a fear of being tainted by the world. Mm-hmm. But we have to couple that with what Jesus prayed for his disciples in, in John 17. And it was that great high priestly prayer that he prayed. And he says, Father, I don't ask that you take them out of the world. He left them mm-hmm. as, as sheep in the midst of wolves. But he says, I pray that you would keep the world out of them. Yeah. And, and that's where uh, the dynamic tension is, mm-hmm. where we are to live. We are to be in the world, but not of the world. We are to be Christ, the light of the world, we are to let our light so shine before them that they yeah. see our Heavenly Father and give him glory. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when, when we understand love, we, we bring it down to its fullest expression. Love is God. Yeah. I can't say it any better than John said it in this epistle. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sin. For our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Mm. Craig, we're celebrating Valentine's Day this week. But as we said earlier in, in the podcast, the celebration of love is not reduced to the single day. Mm-hmm of February 14th. The celebration of love should be an everyday expression and experience for those who love the Lord. That is good. Thank you for giving us that pull back of the curtain a little bit so we can be reminded 
of love as we as we continue into this season and and throughout the year as we go forward. I mean, the 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 our society is so changed right now, um, and we we are missing that brotherly love because we've been you know separated so much recently. So let let's keep that in mind that that this is that this is for all and for us. You know, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Another thought just mm-hmm. occurred to me, and, and, and I want to conclude with this thought as we, we think about love. One of the things that dominates our culture today is fear. Mm. We, we, we fear people who have a different philosophical position as us. We fear people who have a different uh, political position as us. Uh, we've allowed fear to encroach into so many areas of our life. We fear the pandemic so on and so forth. The scripture says that perfect love mm. casts out all fear. Yeah. And again, I would press the listener <laughs> to press into the Lord, to draw close to him, let his presence and his love mm-hmm. uh, touch their life, lay down your anxieties and your fear, Yeah. and hold on to that love. That is good. This is Devotional Thoughts. Thank you again for sticking with us on this one. Um, tell all your friends about this. Let's get this out there. This is a good lesson. And this isn't, I mean, it's certainly not isolated to February. So let's take this and let's impact lives around us. And let's let's dig deep in how we can truly show love in our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening. Dave, have a great week. Thanks, Craig. You too.